Okay, good morning, everyone. It's Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, the movie theater in your head. And first, we, we, uh, we, we speak a little bit about the basic premise of this, uh, of this conversation. The spiritual foundations of mental health mean that each one of us is presently mentally well. We have mental health, we have well-being, even in the presence of distressing feelings, uh, compulsive feelings, negative feelings, confusion, all kinds of experiences of distressing or unpleasant feelings, it, those don't contradict the basic fact of our mental well-being, our mental health. Why? Because the foundations of our mental well-being are not our skills, our um, our personal understanding or strengths, our our mental well-being, our well-being in general is grounded in the fact that we are connected. We are on the receiving end of a of an ongoing and unceasing um, divine energy. That's what's going on, and in fact, our our well-being. And the truth of our well-being includes the presence of all kinds of feelings. Our, the, there is, in the same way that a healthy human being presently, right now, a totally healthy and functioning human being possesses uh, and includes the presence of, of toxins in his circulation system, um, as well as healthy oxygenated blood and all kinds of nutrients. In the same way that a healthy human being includes both of those, the presence of both of those things. And it would be silly to seek to rid oneself of that part of his circulation. In that same way, it's unnecessary and in some ways silly to, to seek to remove one's, to seek to remove the presence of distressing feelings in one's psychological experience. Your psychological experience, if you're a human being, is going to include a whole variety of of sensations because they're all coming from one source and they're all included in a safe and healthy platform. That's what it means to be a human being. Now, it looks like the presence of these distressing feelings are coming from something wrong, something wrong with the circumstances of my life, something wrong with the circumstances of my relationship, something wrong with my past something wrong. How in the world could I feel like this if there's not something wrong? And I'm not suggesting that there aren't circumstances that require intervention and, and response. There are such things as, um, you know, life is happening and we are in, in responsible to make choices and to respond to the world around us and to proactively uh, seek to improve our, our lives. Um, but there's a very big difference between seeking to respond to and improve our lives from an awareness that everything is, there's no, there isn't, there isn't a present danger. There isn't a present, um, pathology in the fact that I have a distressing feeling that, uh, there's a very big difference. I have, uh, an awareness that this, these feelings and experiences are, are, they hurt, they're painful, but I know that um, they're not dangerous that I need to fight them or run away from them. That's really where I see the, the real suffering 
and harm arises in our lives is when we we working with a mistake an innocent but mistaken premise we seek to fix things that really don't require fixing or we seek to run away from things that don't require running away from we we escape our lives in that manner we escape our lives in the moment in which the moment is presenting itself everything is being created everything there is nothing that is not being created in this moment from a single simple source we spoke last week about the fact that we we i'm i just keep touching on this because i'm just so kind of taken by it the fact that i can draw a breath this moment it looks like i am in a sense the the author of my breath breath breathing ability right like i choose and then i do it and duh like that's me and I am obviously experiencing the capacity to draw breath and, and make use of a power, but it's not my power. In the same way that that uh, the folks that have, have perished from corona got to a point where they could no longer draw breath after having been able to for decades and decades, in that same way they did that they couldn't draw it at the moment that they could no longer draw it. They really didn't have the power to draw it prior to that point. In that same way that they couldn't do something so elementary, the truth about their they, they couldn't they couldn't create their feelings or stop their feelings either. That's true for us right now. We are on the receiving end of of an animated energy that is it doesn't belong to this world. It's not of this world. It's something that comes from beyond the time and space and matter. It's it, time, space, and matter themselves are only only possible because there's something underneath, behind. I, there's no word to underneath, behind is obviously. I'm borrowing from from terminology that is relevant to um, to the form of life. I'm speaking about something that is beyond form. We sense that. We sense that there's a reality beyond form. Um, we do. We don't have words to describe it because words themselves are part of a world of form. Nothing that I can share with you can evoke inside of you uh, a glimpse of this truth. I can simply point to where and how I see it. I look to understand it, and then I'm blessed at times with a deeper glimpse. At times, I'm not able to glimpse this truth from the inside. I can always refer to the logic of it. I can always refer to the the simple understanding about how it works. That 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 which I'm able to describe it, talk about it, uh, doesn't mean that I experience it as an inner knowing. The only way the inner knowing is showing up is in the same way everything else is showing up, and that it gets gifted, it gets created, it gets afforded to us as a gift. So we have a tremendous opportunity as we're living our lives to be in the moment of our, of our, of our lives and, and acknowledge what's true about that moment that we're experiencing, not so much the, the effects and the manipulation of the, you know, the, this person event thing, memory is shaping my feeling. Rather, I, I, we have the ability to be in this moment and acknowledge what's true about this moment. Oh, this is, I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing a a uh, a, a new and 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 renewed gift of understanding, gift of experience. That's what's going on. It's a tremendous, tremendously valuable accomplishment to affirm, even for a moment, the truth of our psychological experience, and simultaneously to affirm 
what cannot be true about our psychological experience. That's a wonderful and wonderful accomplishment. And as I've shared in the past, it's it's a mitzvah. It's a it's fulfilling a commandment, a very precious commandment of the Torah. And it's inevitable that it's going to um, it's going to position us more fully to be to receive new and un, uh, new insight, new understanding. When we have our eyes on on kind of uh, uh, our mind is less preoccupied with misunderstanding, with false premises, and we become more available. It's like a guy who's on a phone call. Uh, he's on hold with customer service and somebody's trying to call him to the degree that he's very focused on me staying on the the customer service hold. The new call doesn't really have a, in the same way, doesn't have the, doesn't have the same way to come in, so to speak. When we are highly invested in, in kind of managing, running from trying to fix a feeling with the, with the premise that there's something here in this world that could be could that's causing it and therefore could be manipulated or influenced then we get preoccupied our mind is busy and we're less prone and less available to receive new thought because our mind is busy now i don't know how to get unbusy i just know that in the in the moment of a painful distressing feeling i can i can look to accept the truth of it look to accept that I'm not in control of it. I'm not the author of it. My circumstances are not the author of it. It hurts. And yet I affirm the truth of it. Bang, I just accomplished something very special. And I am staying in the presence of, of the truth. I'm, 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 I'm definitely positioning myself to be more receptive to new things. So, um, let us now transition. I mentioned the idea that we are, uh, today's topic is um, the movie theater in your head. What do I mean by the movie theater in your head? So we have a, um, we have an ongoing flow. We have an ongoing experience of life. We're walking down the street and we get reminded of something. We get we remember something. We have a hard feeling that shows up in our heart. We have a warm feeling that shows up in our heart. We remember we forgot to take something from the house on our way out the door. There's a flow. There's a stream of consciousness that is showing up in our heart. So um, that stream of consciousness is not something that we are authoring. It's not something that we kind of manipulate and say, okay, let's do fear right now. Okay, let's remember what we forgot right now. Okay, let's be bothered by the fact that this guy forgot my name. We don't author those feelings. They are, it's a flow. It's, a, it's, a, it's literally like a river of experience flowing through our consciousness. And, and in that sense, it's kind of like a movie, you know, it's a, it's, it's not coming from the circumstances of our lives. It's coming from this kind of flow from beyond. Now, when I experience that flow, the feelings are very strong. I feel them. They're really rich. They're really gripping. I feel the resentment. I feel the fear. I feel the, um, uh, the, 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 the peaceful gratitude, whatever it is. I feel it. It's gripping. It 
totally draws me into a, a felt experience. Now, if I don't like that experience, there's a part of me that wants to change the channel. I don't have the ability to change the channel. I'm there in the theater and I'm stuck. I can't get out of the theater and I can't change what's on the screen. That's This is a metaphor, by the way. This is just a metaphor. There's going to be limits to any metaphor. But let's follow where the metaphor takes us. So we're in that theater. Now, when we don't know that we're watching a screen, all right, let's say it's not, it doesn't occur to us that we're actually watching a screen. We're, it looks to us like we are actually living in a world that is our life, like the movie is our life. Like if, if you've seen it, there are films that are very engaging, very engrossing, and we feel, or we might be in a position where we feel really engaged and engrossed. And we can feel the energy and the emotions of the action on the screen. We get, we start to cry when there's a sad part and we get frightened and our heart, our heart starts to race in a scary part. We get um, touched and moved in a, in a moment of peace or reconciliation. We are highly engaged and drawn in by the action on the film. Now, there is, of course an opportunity to realize, right? A good film, one of the ways that people will describe a good film is that you forget that you're in a movie theater. It's so engaging, it's so engrossing that you forget you're in a movie theater. You're transported to the life of the characters and to the world of, of the film, and you're living in that experience. That's a, considered a really good film experience. But, but let's be honest, even as you're engaged and engrossed in the film, you kind of know that you're not, you know, you know that you're going to, the movie's going to end and you're going to leave and you're going to resume your life. What we're talking about is the fact that really um, we're living with a movie screen that's, that's kind of populating and, and filling up with images and experiences and, and engaging kind of uh, perceptions. We're living with that. And to a great degree, we don't even notice that we're living in, in there's a movie, a movie theater, a movie screen in our head. It's not necessarily noticeable to us until it is right. And therefore to the degree that it's to the degree that we feel trapped and angry and anxious and fearful and stuck and all of those gripping, strong, strong feelings, it's a sign that we haven't fully grasped the truth about this experience that we're having. We haven't seen that there's a kind of a movie theater component to our experience. I'm walking down the street. I see a guy who I know for a number of years and I get a, a feeling of, of uh, resentment shows up based on a memory I had with him. Well, it looks like that is, uh, you know, the, the, it looks like he did that, you know, it looks like the actions of his past caused my resentful feelings it looks like the fact that he's walking in front of me and I'm seeing him is the cause and source of my resentful feelings. It's not true. It's not true. Those resentful feelings aren't coming. Like I'm not literally living in the film of that experience. I'm not living in the experience itself where that experience is happening to me. It's the case that I, I, my, the, the movie theater in my head kind of 
fills up with a feeling of sorts. It fills up with a resentful feeling. It fills up with a painful memory. But I know that it's not him that it's not him in this moment. It's not him in the past that created that feeling. Oh, but I don't like the feeling. I want to change the channel. Well, I don't know how to change the channel, but the good news is, is that I don't need to. I don't need to change the channel. I don't need to get that fear that get that film off the screen because it's a film. It's a flow of feelings. It's a flow of perceptions, like the images on a screen. I don't know how to change the channel, but that's not a problem. Like if I were sitting in a movie theater and it were a movie that I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bored by for the moment, I wouldn't get up and say, change the film. You know, I wouldn't get over, go over to the movie, you know, projector room and say, you know, cut this or edit this. I would sit through it, you know, and I might find it a little bit boring or I might find it a little bit unpleasant, but I wouldn't feel the need to change it. I wouldn't feel compelled to struggle with the images on the screen. I just wouldn't because I know that it's a, it's a film in that same way. We can know that we're having an experience of life, a set of feelings, a set of, of sensations that aren't literally our lives. They're not the reality of our lives. They're the, they're the screen and that can be very helpful. Like I don't feel as troubled by being in that film, by being in that movie theater. I just don't. I I have a lot more equilibrium. I can sit. I can sit. I can be in this movie theater right now. I I know that it's not my life in the absolute sense. Uh, again, I'm not saying that there aren't circumstances in our lives, that there aren't events in our lives. There are. The feeling experience, the felt experience is, is not, um, it's not reality. It's not the absolute reality with a capital R. It's the feeling experience. It's the, it's the scenes and images that are showing up on the screen. Obviously there, like I said, there's a limit to every analogy. There's in our lives, we have free will and we have the ability to make choices. But the first choice that we're referring to is to remember Oh, this is a this is a screen. You know, I, I if I can, if I don't have the power and the free will choice to change the the image on the screen, I do have the ability to remember. And once we glimpse that again, I don't know how to awaken myself or others to this truth. I can just simply point to the truth of it, acknowledge that I have glimpsed it, expre- experience a sense of gratitude for having glimpsed the reality of the screen. Um, and in that manner, it is. it makes sense to me that I'm going to awaken to it. Others will awaken to it if we're interested in it. We will. We will awaken to it. Once we have awakened to the reality of the movie screen in our heads, we have a different feeling of, we have a different relationship with the sensations that are showing up on that screen. We just do. It's, they're important. They're not unimportant, but they're not compelling. They don't have the power to threaten, endanger, or, 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 or cause me harm in the same way. I have a whole new relationship with them. And the degree to which I do experience that new relationship, it's going to unburden me. It's really going to take certain preoccupations and possibilities off my mind because they'll look less sensible. They'll look less logical. 
So that's the metaphor of the movie theater in our head. It's the, it's the, the simple idea is, is that um, the feeling I feel in a moment's event, the feeling I feel in, the, in, in being thinking of a memory, the feeling I feel in encountering a certain person, those feelings are like a film screen. They're, they're, it's filling up with images. It's filling up with sensations. But it's not the case that it's my life in an absolute reality. The guy is not the 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 feeling. The feeling I get looking at this guy is not that the guy is putting that. He's not making me feel resentment. It's a screen that's filling up with new images. I don't know how to leave the the theater per se. I don't know how to change the channel per se. But I do have the power to to acknowledge, and this is such a beautiful and simple choice and a simplifying choice. I do have the power to acknowledge the truth about these feelings. These feelings in this moment are a screen, and there's new images continuously unfolding.